Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. This is episode two of my conversation with Dr. Keneally. Make sure you give episode 19 a listen so you don't miss out on any of her great information about cancer prevention. What did I take away from today's episode? That Dr. Keneally calls meditation the new medication. She talks a lot about the role that stress plays in cancer prevention and tumor growth. So we have got to figure out ways to find more peace in our life. Listen to today's episode to also hear about Dr. Keneally's experience meditating with Deepak Chopra. To back up to something you said earlier, self-care is the new medical care. And I was reading in your book, Cancer Revolution, about immune system. And I'm going to quote you back to you. There was a Japanese study that found that we have more than 75 million cancer cells in our body at any given time. And usually our immune system keeps these cells in check. But when the immune system becomes compromised over a long period of time, these cells can begin to multiply. What can we do to boost our immune system to help to fight this? Right. Well, the first thing people can do is do start really thinking about their health. Don't take health for granted. We've taken health for granted. And especially if you're 25, how could you think, oh, I'm happy. this is like great time of life. How could possibly right. be anything? Ooh. Yes, exactly. Uh, but Unfortunately, we can't do that today, okay? I'm not saying that there aren't healthy 25-year-olds because there are, but uh, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like abounding. I mean, I look at this every day and I have young adults. Now they grew up in a very different environment with me. And so they know these things, okay? But I still harp on them because they still think they're okay, right? You need to take inventory of like, okay, how am I living? Is it working for me? Is it serving me? Do I feel great? Can I go run? Can I go, you know, have a great life and function every day optimally, you know? And I will tell you, like I was with um, one of my friends was having a a departing dinner for her daughter and her daughter's like 21 years old. And the 25-year-old sister said, oh, all my friends... Five of my friends that are 25 all have irritable bowel syndrome. And I'm like, all of her friends? I'm like, like, this is what is happening out there. Well, that is completely abnormal. All right. Right. Absolutely. And 30 years ago, that would have been just shocking. Exactly. But today it sounds almost normalized. No, we're normalizing everything. Like normalizing, like that diabetes and autism and obesity all are okay, okay? Well, that's just not okay because that means we just don't even care about health. Like we don't even like care about people, really. We're accepting that this is okay. And so, so, and then I would say first thing is how do I live every day? You know, you got to sleep. 
And most, a lot of people don't sleep and a lot of young people don't sleep, but sleep is our restorative, rejuvenative, reparative time. And then uh, are we drinking water and what kind of water are we drinking? Okay. You, you know, you don't have to buy these sophisticated water systems. You can buy something that's, you know, inexpensive that can work for you. Get plastics out of your life. All right. Then, you know, what are you eating? Are you eating inflammatory, fast food, junk food? You, you know, you've got to eat food that has real value that's organic and good for you. And that's possible in this day and time, fortunately. And then are you moving? You know, we, we're a society that we sit all the time because we are, you know, on a computer. A lot of people are on computers. So that means our 800 muscles aren't mobilized every day to oxygenate, to get the lymph system moving, to stimulate our brain, to drive growth factors, to help our brain, to help happy chemicals. I mean, all these things. So we have to incorporate movement every chance we get, no matter what. You don't have to be a marathon runner or triathlete, but you've got to move your body. And then you've got to address your stress. Okay. I find that everyone needs to find some quiet time and do some meditation. So there's so many meditation apps. They, we know that meditation is medication. So we need to find those times where we're just quiet. You can follow an app. You don't have to do it yourself. I remember years ago, 25 years ago, I went to go visit Deepak Chopra. Um, and to this was in La Jolla a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And 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 we I did a whole meditation session. I'm like, oh my God, nobody's gonna do this. This is like like this is like wow. I mean, it's great and wonderful. <laughs> but I thought, okay, the average person is just not gonna so. So I love the fact that I have these all these different apps that I have patients do that it kind of does it for them. Like just you listening to, you know, certain musical tones, you know, sound therapy is amazing. Okay, and so um, there's Mm -hmm. all these different apps, you know, that whether it's calm or insight time or anything, they just walk you through a meditation and it can be short and sweet. It doesn't have to be an hour. Okay. okay. Because young people kind of work in, you know, little small segments, right? They certainly so, do. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, so just little things, you know, and, and you can get into an introspective attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, think of all the things you're thankful for every day. I mean, that's something that people need to be doing every single day, right. that these right. are things that we can teach our children how to do from really from birth. Right. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it all needs to start, you know, when a child is born, you incorporate right. these things. Right. So and be outside in the sun, you know, try to get, you know, sunshine every day. Right. The sun mm-hmm. is shining 14 hours because we're we need to be getting a dose of it. That's right. Yeah. So, That's right. So just these little I mean, just there's a, just little things, you know, that you can do now if you want to get strategic on a daily basis, like I tell everyone to take vitamin C every day. Why? Okay. Linus Pauling, who was one of the biggest proponents of vitamin C, but got Nobel Prize, and he was the inventor of the chemical bond. I mean, vitamin C is the antidote to toxicity, to heavy metals. It is great for the immune system. So it Mm -hmm. is like a wonderful you know, wonderful thing, supplement to take every day. All right. Yes, you can get vitamin C in food, but it'd be good to be taking some vitamin C every single day. 
All right. And is that, can you, can you get enough from your food? Well, possibly if you did lemons and limes and grapefruits mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, even oranges, but oranges you got to be careful about because the orange juice glass today is like huge. And right. It, you know, when I was little, it was like a little orange juice glass. <laughs> it was. The juice glasses The juice glasses were little, right? Now they, you know, and, and you've got to squeeze it yourself. Right. Okay. Right. So, so um, yes, there are natural ways. You know, I tell people if you just puree a whole lemon or lime, you mm-hmm. know, put a little bit of raw honey in there and put warm water. You know that that would probably be very very good for you. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh, but I usually people because they don't maybe have that available, so they have to have some things for convenience. So. Mm-hmm. People need to get, uh, you know, a food-based or or regular vitamin C to be taking every day. Then the other okay. thing is most people, I would say, of the population, I check everyone's vitamin D. So okay. vitamin D is essential to so many functions. It down upregulates or has any some kind of influence on over three thousand genes in your body. 3,000 genes in our body is influenced by vitamin D. And I live in Seattle and have for 17 years. And I'm looking out my podcast studio. And it's hard to even tell that it's, it's day right now because it is just, we're having one of those winter, even though it's spring, very dark days here today. Right. No, I, I'm very familiar with that. Yes. Yeah. So, well, you can buy one of those. It may be a great investment to buy one of those special lamps. Right. The happy you light. Know? Yeah. Happy <laughs> light. Yeah. So I, it's actually a good little investment, you know, um, because especially in a place like Seattle. Right. I'm in California where we do get sunshine. Mm-hmm. And um, so but vitamin D levels are usually low in probably 95% of patients. Really? Maybe even more. So so we're just so that's indicative of that we're just not getting outside or maybe we're wearing too much sunscreen or uh, well, two things. One, nutrient, you know, nutrients that you're taking in. Number two, we're not getting outside. Number three, people wear sunscreen. I personally don't wear sunscreen. So uh, we're wearing a lot of sunscreen, you know, and sunscreen. I always tell people since sunscreen's really, you know, taken off, our our skin cancer is still the number one cancer. Hold on. Wait a second. You mean sunscreen doesn't prevent cancer? Well, I'm not saying, I think it's for, you know, excessive exposure. You need, you're without sunscreen, okay? And how many you need to get outside without sunscreen every day. Exactly. Okay. Every day. Okay. Yeah. So your first 30, 45 minutes shouldn't be without hmm. sunscreen. So um, I personally don't hardly ever wear sunscreen. Wow. And, uh, and it's because you need the sun. And I'm not a person that's laying out, and I might have done it when I was 21. Right. But I, I, when I wanted to get a tan and all that, but... I don't do it now. And back then we used baby oil. So (laughs) I remember the baby oil days. (laughs) Exactly. So now I don't lay out, you know, but I go hiking in the sun and I do, but Mm -hmm. I don't wear, I don't wear sunscreen uh, on a regular basis. And you, there's lots and lots of chemicals. You need to buy non-chemical sunscreen. Okay. So there's lots of different chemicals in the sunscreen. And so that's mm-hmm. not good for you, and it's not good for 
the environment because it gets into uh, into our ecosystem. And That's so, true. and so it's destroying, you know, not only you, but other things. So you've got to look for a sunscreen that is not toxic to you or to the environment. That's what we all need mm-hmm. to be aware of is that what we're doing and using, how good is it for me? And is it good for mm-hmm. the environment? For Like, for example, mm-hmm. plastics. Okay. Plastics are not right. biodegradable. So we need to be use, not using plastics as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I know it's impossible to do everything without plastics, but try to use things that are one biodegradable, but two, you have to think if you're drinking out of a plastic water bottle, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's like the worst, you're just drinking chemicals. I mean, they've studied. You are. It. Yeah. So it's, it's, okay. uh, it's not, you know, it's not healthy. So, it's and not healthy. Then, right. And then there's other things. When my kids were growing up, I used echinacea and golden seal, a tincture of echinacea and mm-hmm. golden seal and astragalus. So those are great little herbs that you can get in tincture. And, you know, for children, you're going to make sure they taste good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so those are good. So those are great little things. So like if people are coming down with a flu, vitamin C, D, echinacea, golden seal and everything. And then I like to use silver. Silver has been around for many, many years. So mm. liquid silver. Um, so are, is kind of like a natural antibiotic. Also iodine. Iodine was used a hundred years ago. That's uh, right. For, and as a natural antibiotic, you can use it topically. Mm-hmm. You can use it in your nose or gargle with it as a natural antibiotic. These are all great immune system boosters. And it's yeah. part of that self-care that you were talking about. Right. And most people don't need heavy, heavy duty stuff because if you're daily keeping everything in check, mm-hmm. then you don't need some of the big things I use for patients, you know, right? for uh, immune system, uh, you know, enhancement. Right. I mean, I use things like mistletoe and, you know, I use a product from Japan to help in the natural killer cells activate themselves and T cells and li- all that. But, you know, on a day to day basis, these are little things that everyone can do. You know, and I don't I tell I don't have people take mm. echinacea and golden seal every single day because that's only it's only when you, you know, get a cold or you get sick and stuff. Right. When you really need that big, <clears throat> excuse me, when you, when you really need that big immune right. system boost. But most people saying. need C and D daily, uh, you know, in this day and time. Right. So those would be kind of your daily, almost non-negotiable right. supplements that you would probably recommend for most, for most people, whether they have the BRCA gene or, you know, whatever. they have cancer, whatever. They're you're you're just recommending right. that. Okay. Yeah, and everyone should be and taking then, like a food. You can't get all your nutrients, so I would recommend mm-hmm. a food based multi uh, because mm-hmm. it's just impossible. I don't care how really good you are, um, right. it's very difficult. And then you want to eat plenty oh. of fats. You know, uh, mm-hmm. good fats, the natural fats mm-hmm. in the environment that we have. Mm-hmm. Olive oil and avocado and chia seeds right. and uh, butter and ghee, all those good things are in coconut oil. It's very, very I have good. I so. I cook almost predominantly with ghee. It's my absolute favorite go-to. 
And but you know, it's it's interesting as a nutritionist, and I've been in this field for 30 plus years. Back in the 90s, we would say, Oh, don't eat avocados, don't eat salmon. <laughs> it's just too much yes. fat, and fat will make you fat. And then we realized, oh my gosh, I I hope some of my old clients eventually <laughs> saw somebody else <laughs> who gave them better advice as science, you know, changed. Right. Well, no, you're right. Some of the old things that people, well, that's the problem is we went non-fat, low fat, more sugar. Right. And so we really, really confused humanity on what to eat. (laughs) We confused humanity. I still, when I, when I lecture um, to groups, they'll say, wait a second, you mean I can eat the whole egg? Mm -hmm. Yes. Please eat the whole egg. We were never, eggs were put on the planet for a reason. And egg white omelets are really probably not doing us too much good. No, because there's all that good phosphatidylcholine in the yolk. (laughs) Right, right. That's what we need. We need real food. So if you could just, here's my final question. What could somebody do today that could help them prevent cancer in their future? I, I I think one, I, I think really in this day and time, you should get a full evaluation of your blood test. So it doesn't matter how old you are, because just like markers like C-reactive protein and vitamin D, your DHEA sulfate, which is your hormone of your adrenals, blood sugar, those four blood tests are like really powerful indicators of things. So the CRP is the inflammatory marker. We're not supposed to have inflammation. And a lot of people have inflammation, all right, in their system. So inflammation is the precursor to all diseases, all right? So we need to make sure that people's CRP is 0.5, all right? And that's something that any lab can do. It's not something esoteric or anything that was on the cover of time in Newsweek about inflammation long, long time ago. I remember that article. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but still, doctors still do not do it today. Still. Okay. I mean, I rarely see a patient comes in where the doctor has checked CRP. They oh. don't even check vitamin D. They don't. And you have to pay extra for a vitamin D test. A lot of times. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And then hemoglobin A1C should be checked on every single person because that's a reflection of your blood sugar over 90 days. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to have a, even, you know, there's so many great, we're in the era of abundant information. So people can be listening to this and all these other health podcasts, I mean, and really take charge of their health, but then we have to verify we need to verify with someone like doing these tests with someone who can who really knows and then a the couple of things that i do in my clinic um i do a liquid biopsy on patients i don't do it on every single person but i recommend it especially to my patients 40 plus just to verify like okay there's no you know, there's no circulating tumor cells. So circulating tumor cells come before cancer really appears. Usually most of the time, cancer starts with one abnormal cell in the right conditions. And when, like you said, we talked about it multiplies. And when the conditions are still hospitable for cancer, then that cancer grows 
And then when it gets to a size of one to two millimeters, it starts releasing, releasing circulating tumor cells. And those are really most of the time occur before the cancer lump is evidenced or seen or felt by the body. So that's a, a liquid biopsy. And I mean, and it's, you know, it's not like I have to do it every year, but it's a good, good baseline. Now, the other thing that I do that I learned for personal reasons is you have acupuncture points in your fingers and toes that correspond to every organ in your body. And so you look for energy impedances in those acupuncture meridians and what is blocking those and what will resolve those acupuncture meridians. And that's a very, very inexpensive tool to find out a lot of things about your body because people might not be able to afford a liquid biopsy. They might not be able to afford a whole body MRI, which is kind of the new thing too. Uh, but they, this test is very inexpensive, takes about an hour and 15 minutes, but tells me an abundance of information. And I always tell people energy precedes action. So before that tumor, a lot of things are taking place. All right. And then everyone needs to do an emotional inventory of themselves. Okay. And a lot of times you can't do that by yourself, but you can ask your friend, look, do you think I'm stressed? Do you think I live in too much stress? Do you think I had trauma? Do you think, you know, partner with someone who's not going to judge you and say, like, what do you think? Because I find when people come in with their significant other or their family member or someone, that family member is on the sidelines going, talk, talk to them about this. Do that. You know, I had a classic example yesterday. I had a stage four prostate cancer and the wife is on the sideline and I was asking him questions. And on the side in sang language, she was signaling the problems. Okay. <laughs> right. Like, yes, 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 he yes, has this all is, these things. Right. And so anyway, and that happens. And I find that your your friends can be your best informers if you're willing mm-hmm. to listen. You know, we don't want to hear, right. none of us wants to hear negative bad information, right? But if you have a trusted friend, you can say, well, what do you think? You know, because they always they're an observer and they're objective about you. So so uh, it's a great, wonderful if you, you know, find a trusted person that you feel like you have confidence in. And we all have to have Mm -hmm. our circle of counselors around us who can give us great insight about ourselves and then work with someone who can be help you with emotional attunement. Mm-hmm. So really find those safe people in your life to, to support you in this journey. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and, and really analyze your, like we talked about earlier, analyze your lifestyle and say, is it serving me? Is it mm-hmm. serving my purpose? Mm-hmm. Do I feel great and wonderful and full of love and peace and joy every day? Mm. And I, I, can't even imagine how many of us don't feel that way. Right, exactly. And that's not, that, that is, the, those are, those are indicators. Right, huge indicators, right? So it's, it's really to be as healthy as we possibly can be. We really need to take a look at all of these things. And I'm really surprised that emotions play such a big role. Oh, I would say in the, what we've learned in the last five years and what's been produced in journals is that is one of the biggest impact 
process in our life, our, our drama and trauma that we've had in our life. And I didn't learn about that until mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Okay. I didn't know that about, you know, and then I started really researching and li- and paying attention. And then I said, no, I need to start with myself. So mm. that's when I met with a life coach. And then that led me to what my knowledge I have today. Okay. And because uh, you, you have to, you, you have to fix yourself first. You can't be taking care of other people until you are mastering your own, own enlightenment process. So true. So it sounds like our emotional health truly impacts our physical health. Oh, uh, it's, I would say it's probably the number one thing. You have given us so much to think about. And, you know, it would be easy to get overwhelmed with all the different things that we can yes. do. But I just want to encourage our listeners, start with with one thing. One thing. Maybe it's taking more deep breaths throughout your day. Maybe it's just at lunchtime instead of eating, you know, something at your laptop. Maybe you go walk around the block. Okay. Right. Keep it simple. And then once we start to do a few simple things, we can start to add on. I agree. That's what I tell people. I tell people it takes about a year to reform your existing way of doing things. So don't try to, you know, don't try to accomplish a marathon in a week because it doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. Great advice. Oh, Dr. Keneally, thank you so much. I, I, uh, I've learned so much today and just some huge takeaways. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Why Did I Get Cancer? Oh, well, thank you for having me. One of my favorite supplement companies is Seeking Health. This company was created by Dr. Ben Lynch, author of Dirty Jeans. I'm a huge fan. And one of the products that I love so much that he's created is this liquid vitamin D. My body has a hard time breaking down supplements. So I love the flexibility of having liquid vitamins. And I started this product a few weeks ago. I went to get my vitamin D tested and it had gone up significantly. So I was thrilled with the results. And use the code ENOSMAY22 for 10% off your order. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening.